This podcast was brought to you by a Next Gen Podcasts. Thank you for your support. Without you, we couldn't keep growing. Continue liking, sharing, following, and all that stuff with all of our social media at Next Gen Podcasts on both Facebook and Twitter. And you can email us at nextgenpodcasts at gmail.com. All right, everybody, welcome to the first session zero of Double Dates and Dragons. Everybody is here, and, you know, we're all excited. We're all happy to get into it. Um, we're just going to go around and introduce everybody. And, of course, you know me. I'm your host, Joey. And then we have our wonderful DM. Hey, I'm Josh. Uh, really looking forward to it. So, put a lot of work, a lot of time. Hopefully it goes well. All right. Um... Who wants to go next? Hi, I'm Natasha, Joey's wife. I'm pretty excited to get started. Uh, hey, I'm Dom. I'm uh, super new to this. No idea what I'm doing, but I'm game to see where it goes. I'm Amber. I'm Dom's wife, and I'm very new to this, and I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Sup? I'm Keenan. Me big Goliath, me smash. <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, we're, we're all very new to this and excited to get into it. This is probably going to be our first um, mini session, I want to call it, because we've been kind of talking now for the last hour and a half, so it hasn't left us with a lot of time for an episode. But uh, we'll see how much we can do. Um, I'm going to let our wonderful DM Josh take it away and explain a little bit of our setting before we get into it. Okay, so the land you guys find yourselves in is called the Land of Mira. Um, this particular continent has seen its better, its fair share of better days. It... Um, for quite a number of years has been broken up by a period of civil war between the uh, current high ruling empire and its lesser favored resistance um, against said empire. Um, very Star Warsy, if you will. It, you know, people don't like the way that the country's being run, so what do you do? You rise up and you fight against it, right? So before that, though, long, long time ago, there was a conflict between the material plane um, focused on Mira and the plane of the Abyss, where the Abyss was essentially trying to merge the two realms together, the material plane and the abyssal plane. The, the Abyss was trying to essentially come in, take over it, and merge the, uh, the planes together. This was stopped by the noble efforts of a handful of adventurers who went in and fought in the abyss for the equivalent of 10 years in uh, in the material planes time scale. Um, these adventurers were able to safely return. Well, I say safely. They were not without their uh, physical changes being exposed to the abyssal plane and its its um, its energy over the course of those said 10 years, they came back definitely different people than when they went. 
fast forward there the the continent used to be home to all sorts of different creatures and races and all forms of life you would find races such as minotaurs centaurs tabaxi um dragonborn kobolds elves humans dwarves gnomes all these different kinds of races um but after a period of time the current ruler decided that he didn't like dragons in particular dragons were very powerful they posed a great threat to his rule so what do you do you go on a massive hunt of extinction this drove the dragons from the continent and dragons have been but a myth for about 600 years they have been nowhere to be seen to find a dragon egg is very rare and hard to come by and if you do find a dragon egg you are supposed to report it and it is sent off for extermination now we come up to the current day with the civil war the war has kind of hit a standstill no neither side is winning nor losing and the continent is broken up into several major provinces the provinces being in the far west side of the continent you have the province of rivia which is a very natural province it's very nature-based you see a lot of druids come from rivia and a lot of rangers and it's very heavily reliant on the nature around them they have very specific ways that they tend to nature and keep the nature around them alive and brimming with life and nature is very big important and hunting and all those basic things that involve the circle of what would be called nature is very very important to them you then shift over a little bit to the province of Vinheim. And Vinheim itself is the magical hub of the continent. Vinheim has all of these different magic schools and, and where they kind of put their focus to how the magic is used throughout the continent. A lot of magical items and magical artifacts are either sent to Vinheim upon discovery or created there itself. And you can split the two sides of the like um, in regards to magic, you can basically think of it as a as a as a coin. You have the Vinheim Dragon School, which is very reliant on weaponizing magic and realizing its destructive capabilities. You also have the Ishtar Collective, which focus more heavily on magic's development and how to make the quality of life improvement upon using magic in ways to just make life easier for the more common person. In the center of all of this, you have the city, not the province, but the city of Ravnica itself. And Ravnica is a very large city. It could be considered its own province, it's so large. Um, and here you find all of these, the different aspects that we'll talk about moving past Ravnica 
into the center, the focal point here. And Ravnica is where the High King himself is seated in the middle of this gigantic city. The moving past Ravnica, and we'll come we'll come back to it at some point, but moving past it, you have the province of Astora. The Astoran province is practically barren. It's desert, mostly. And you have points and spots here and there where you have an oasis, as every desert ought to have. There are little rest points here and there is considered by oasis, where you have some, some small settlements and what have you. On the far end of Astora, there is a port town. And that port town is where we'll probably find ourselves at the start of the campaign. But we're going to leave it alone and focus on what is in Astora. Astora also has, like Vinheim, two major companies. There is no magic in Astora. Magic is forbidden in Astora. Unless you work for either major company, and that being Braytech Science or Shinra Electric Power. Shinra Electric Power dictates they work closely with the Ishtar Collective in how can, but rather than how can they make magic more useful for the common man, they work on how can we apply magic to our already existing technology. So it's almost, it's a very steampunky kind of feel to it here in Astora there. So they have access to some magic, but it's very, very re regulated and it's very delegated to certain tasks and certain objectives. Braytech Science, on the other hand, is very keen on developing the idea of the Warforged and how do Warforged, how can we make soldiers that don't feel anything they don't feel fear they don't feel pain they don't feel any of this and how can we use these robots to not risk the lives of our own people and then we'll jump back over to ravnica briefly and just say that ravnica has the smattering of all of these different provinces in one place it is the smorgasbord of everything you could possibly find, want, or need, and Ravnica has it. To the north, you have the Coorthus Mountains, and behind the Coorthus Mountains, you have very uncharted territory. It's a lot of ice and snow, and it's been dubbed the Boreal Valley. So, that is basically in a nutshell the world that you guys live in and in the current day like i said before no side is clearly winning no side is clearly losing what you guys would know is that the empire controls most of astora at the moment everything from ravnica over into astora 
the Empire basically controls all of that. So the Warforged are a huge part of their current ongoing arsenal, and most skirmishes that are breaking out involve Warforged and Resistance fighters. Um, other than that, basically from Rivia to some parts of Vinheim are all Resistance-controlled. So, without further ado, why don't we give a brief introduction to the characters that we will be meeting on this adventure. Whoever wants, wants to go to first can... Hi, I'm Joey. I'm going to be playing Salem Hailstorm. He is a kobold artificer, and you know he originally was a tabaxi. But you see, as a tabaxi, he's a bit curious. And as him and his wife were wandering one day, he came upon this cave, and inside this cave was a potion. And of the curious nature he is, he drank it. And when he drank it, he fell unconscious, and when he awoke, he found himself a kobold. But not just a kobold, a kobold with this new knowledge of artificer ways. And he is now kind of conflicted because he used to be a tabaxi, and now he's a kobold, so his relationship's kind of a bit in a strain. Hi, I'm Natasha. Um, I'm going to be playing Alara Hailstorm. That is uh, Salem Hailstorm's wife. And I just hope we can find a way to turn him back into a tabaxi because kobolds are a pain in the ass. Fuck the gnomes. <laughs> Alright. Um, hi, I'm Dom. Uh, I'm going to be playing uh, Ulrak Dawnbringer. <laughs> I'm uh, Goliath Barbarian. And uh, the the thing about Goliaths is uh, typically they live up on mountains and they're really competitive by nature. Um, they believe that um, like if you aren't capable of holding your own, then you aren't really worth it. Um, however, I disagree with that. I find my own strength in protecting others, and um, I tend to surround myself with those I feel need to be protected which left me ostracized and eventually kicked out of my home. And now I wander. I'm also playing a Goliath. His name is Yama. And he is a somewhat dishonored samurai because people from his homeland spread rumors about him. And he decided to slaughter his way through a village to the lord of the village, proceed to stab this man through the shoulder, rip out his tongue, and then leave. This has haunted him from his past, but he's trying to change and become a better man. Hi, I'm Amber. I play uh, Jin. Um, I'm a changeling paladin, so I no, nobody really knows who I am as I, I'm very secretive that way. Um, I like to help people any way I can, and because I'm a healer, I think I will um, be very useful that way. So, do you guys want to have a brief, uh, some brief role playing as your as your characters, just to kind of get the feel for it? So, with the uh, the introduction that we've had, let's jump right into it. We've looked at the continent 
at a whole. We've gone over what each province looks like and how each of them function to maintain life on the continent. We now narrow our focus. We come to that port town I mentioned earlier, the port town of Magnolia, to a nice cozy little tavern where our first couple, who get mildly strange looks as, uh, as they've been sitting together discussing things over the course of a meal. Um, so, Salem and uh, Alara. Salem and Alara, you guys currently find yourselves sitting at a table having a meal together. What are you discussing? Fuck those gnomes. I fucking hate those gnomes. I just can't help it. It's just... It's in my Who mind. Those gnomes? There's just... It's, it's instinct. I wish I wasn't like this. We have yeah. to find an answer. I definitely miss when you were a tabaxi. I miss it too. As you guys are having this conversation, the door swings open and um, a very... For you... Specifically, Salem, you're still getting used to this idea of everyone being so much larger than you, seeing as tabaxi are regular size, like regular sized people. They don't really get looked down on very often, but they also don't have people genuinely, generally looking up to them unless there's the size of a dwarf, which you've encountered dwarves before. And it's very strange that one. Um, people aren't killing you on sight, but that's because your lovely wife has vouched for you on more than one occasion. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just odd. You're, you are almost the size of a gnome now. So it, everything is very different for you. So when the door to this tavern swings open, um, you are quite alarmed to see this hulking Goliath figure walk through the tavern door. Uh, Yama, if you wouldn't mind describing your character as you enter. As the door swings open and I step out, you would see a large goliath with plate armor, kind of like a samurai's. On his back, he has a combo. For those who don't know what a combo is, it is a big, basically a big stick with a bunch of metal studs in it used as a giant war club. And he also has a katana. As I walk out I take a look around my surroundings. What do I see? You see several things. Um, The first of all being that the tavern is relatively bustling. It's not super, super busy, but it's not dead either. It um, has a variety of races that you immediately notice. You see a few humans, you see elves, you see dwarves, you see um, a handful of gnomes, actually. Just a small handful. And uh, the the bartender you can see is a big burly man. He's almost the... You would almost say he's the size that you are width-wise, but he's shorter than you are. So... He doesn't look fat. He looks big and muscly and tough. And then in the far corner of the tavern, trying to 
you know, keep a little bit out of sight is a tabaxi woman and a very strange partner. A very small, very hairy, or should I say furry, partner. It looks to be a kobold. As I uh, see the people around me and the abundance of smaller people, lots of small, do not crush, do not crush, and I proceed to try and walk around them to get to the, uh, the burly man's like a bartender, you said? I'm going to, uh, get around to the bartender and just look down at him and go, work. Hey, big man, you're looking for work, I see. Yes, much honor, great battle, work. (laughs) Uh, Let me think, I can't really, uh, think how much we got in the ways of work at the moment, but I'm sure if you wait around a while, we can figure something out. I will sit in corner, wait for work. Can I get you something to drink? No money. Oh, well, that's Drink a sh- lots. That's a shame. You look See, like you've been through a through a bit of a pickle recently. I'll uh, first ones on the house. Thank you. Hey, no pickles, it. please. Hey, hey, I like you. Thank you. And he goes and he makes you a just a basic ale, and he slides it your way. How big is the mug? Um. You can, you can definitely, definitely palm it. it. Like, like it's, it's not, not like it's like, a regular tanker kind of. Oh, okay. So it's uh, like my hand dwarfs this thing. Yes. So I'm gonna like pick it up with three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I proceed to the corner and I sit and I sip at my. You drink. hear? You hear behind you? Ah, we're gonna need some bigger mugs. Mugged? I said, I said mugs. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on, have you seen the size of your bloody hand? Yes. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna, gonna need, need some bigger mugs. Maybe. Not maybe, maybe definitely. definitely. <laughs> anyway, Only you can, one me. You can, try to, you can try to find a seat somewhere. I think uh, there might be a free spot over at that table over there, but I don't know if they're taking visitors. And he points to the, uh, the kobold and the tabaxi woman. As I proceed over to the table, I look down at them. Small, must not crush. (laughs) Then I sit down. Oh, is that a giant? Or is it a god? Hi, big man. Shh, you're so embarrassing. What are you here for? Mind your business and eat your food. He's the one that sat there. Work. Small drink. Huh. I'm looking for things too. You know, I wasn't always like this. I'm just gonna go over there. And I walk I've always been door. like this. I quickly grab her arm and hold her in place. Okay, so how hard are you tr- like how hard are you trying to leave? uncomfortable with the strange man, so I kind of want to get out of there. Okay, so he's trying to hold you back, so I'm going to have you make a strength check. Okay. And then Joey, I'll have you make one as well to keep her in place. 
So roll a d20 and add your strength modifier. Because I can see how uh, uncomfortable she is, I'm going to look at her. Sorry, I leave. <laughs> Pick up my drink and go to the corner and sit down. <laughs> I jump on your back. Oh boy. Oh man, okay. <laughs> He's gonna jump on your back. <laughs> um, uh, if he gets up on the table, it won't be very high. But I am gonna say make an athletics or acrobatics check just to see how graceful you can make this. Okay. Um, D20? Yep. And add your athletics or your acrobatics, whichever you want. Acrobatics, I have a plus three. <laughs> that is a four. Four. Um, you definitely slip and slide a little bit, and immediately you're, you kind of feel like a thud against your plate arm, you know, against your chain mail, and, uh, Joey, one of your, you're still getting used to this idea of your, your fingernails, uh, so your fingernails actually get caught in the chain mail, and you're just kind of like, <laughs> Help! Help! I'm helping you, you got yourself into this one. Well, me and you, big man, looks like we're stuck together. <laughs> Cannot sit. Uh, I just take a sip of my drink. <laughs> Cannot sit. I try climbing up him. Okay. Back, see, uh, I'm back. Your fingernails are stuck in the chain mail at this point in time. I, I, I'm gonna try so, to free them. So, okay. Make a strength check. Plus my strength. Yep. That is a 16. Uh, yeah, you have no issue getting your, after figuring out how your fingers work, you, uh, remove your fingers from the chainmail. And there's a brief moment where you're like, uh-oh, and then you latch on again and you're, you're now scurrying up. And I just... You now have a little friend on your shoulder. Yeah, I perch right on your shoulder. Why are you on me? Uh, uh, I don't know. We're going for <laughs> And I'm just sitting in the booth with my face in my hands, just embarrassed. As as this is happening, our second couple approach and open the door. You two may introduce your characters and describe them. Uh, specifically the changeling, you can just choose however you want this changeling to look. And it is subject to change. Um, I walk in and I've got... Uh, long red curly hair and green eyes and I'm wearing chainmail and I've got a, a crossbow um I walk in behind you wearing a uh, like a dark brownish gray cloak with, uh, a hood covering most of my face um, but from what you can see I don't have long hair um, I have light blue face tattoos and light blue eyes Stand about eight feet tall and weigh just over 300 pounds. All right, and yeah, you guys come in and you see much of what I've already described before. However, you do see quite the strange altercation going on in the back of the tavern as there is a kobold currently climbing on the back of another Goliath and a tabaxi woman with her face in her hands, looking very embarrassed, and everyone else is kind of just shooting odd glances over every now and then and just kind of going back to their meal or their drink. But, uh, yeah. You guys walk into quite the scene. 
transpiring in this tavern. I, uh, I misunderstand the situation by a fucking landslide, and <laughs> I pull out my spear, and using the, <laughs> the back of it, uh, I announce that how big this fucking rat is as I lift it <laughs> of, uh, of the other Goliath to then introduce myself. Alright. <laughs> so, Salem, you make a perception check for me, first of all. Let's see if you you even see this. Fuck sakes. That's a one plus three. A natural one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you see nothing. Yeah. You are, you I, I are can't. too I'm focused. on the back of a Goliath, man. I can't yeah, see a thing. You're too you're too concerned yeah. about, you know, staying on this Goliath at the time. Um, I'm gonna say Alara. Alara, yeah. Alara. I'll get it one of these times, trust me, and once I get it once, I will never forget it. Can you make me a perception check? And I'll get Yama to do the same. You got a critical one as well. <laughs> oh. Switch dice. I don't like this dice. <laughs> already. Well, first, first, not, not even, even the, the first episode, episode and we've already got dice going to the dice, dice jail. jail. This is great. Uh, I rolled a 20. Dirty? No. Natural. Oh, so yeah. You definitely see these two uh, newcomers walk into the tavern and the one just sees the kobold on your back and whips out his spear and he's just like all right that's a big ass rat immediately look at him start running waving my arms and going no hurt no hurt do not hurt um i stand there looking extremely puzzled not realizing that our people were even capable of owning pets <laughs> is he still holding the spear I don't yeah. know. Are you? You're still, still holding, holding the, spear? the spear? Yeah, backwards, pointing the pointing the handle towards uh, Salem. I'm gonna look at him and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, you have that thing the wrong way. If you need me to fix it, I can." <laughs> I wasn't trying to hurt you, little. What the fuck? You can talk. <laughs> you bet your fucking ass I can. Now, why are you pointing that thing at me? I'm just you know going what? for a uh, ride. I need a drink. This is getting too fucking weird. <laughs> The bartender looks around and goes, Well, this got really fucking weird really fucking quickly. I think I, I need I... a drink after this one. Uh, I yelled out above everybody the next rounds on the house. Oh, I want a big one. I want one his size. And I point on to, to Yama, who I'm riding. I stand up. I don't know if I can do this. I take yeah. my whip. And I, th- <laughs> I throw it in the direction of my kobold husband in a way that it wraps around him and I pull him off. <laughs> okay. Make an attack roll. I'm loving everything 20. that is happening. Natural 20. Okay. So, because you are not trying to deal any damage to him, I'm assuming... No, no damage. Okay, you manage to wrap the the whip 
around his waist. If it if she was trying to deal I damage, it was waist. going to be around the neck. No, it was but the you waist. managed to whip it out in a way that it wraps around his waist. And I'm going to get you to make a strength check for me. Okay. 13 plus... Two. 14, 15. 15? All right. Salem, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. That's a six, six. plus... That's plus my dexterity? Yep. That's seven a seven. Um, it you nine, should have nine. a dexterity save modifier. So six and three is nine. Okay, nine. You get pulled from like you feel the and it goes taut, and you then just feel your waist get pulled backwards, and you're like, <laughs> and because you were not aware that this was happening. You land right on your ass, and you actually skid. You actually skid the rest of the whip length back to your wife's feet, and you're just kind of sitting there. I'm gonna look up at her, and I'm gonna say, "Next time, save that for the bedroom." <laughs> I turn around to the debauchee. Thank you. No problem. I'm gonna miss what you. What is wrong with with Cobalt? Why? I've been asking myself the same question, buddy. <laughs> I was just curious what it looked like from up there. Oh boy. I miss it. I miss being big. You know what it's like sniffing everyone's crotch? I miss you being it's big. It fucking too. reeks. I'm gonna grab him by uh, his back, like like. So you're gonna walk back, back over to him? Yeah, I'm gonna grab him by the back. I'll lift him up on my shoulders. Okay. Will you let this happen? Yes. Okay, so I'm just gonna. Yeah. So you are you are strong armed up, and you are now sitting on his shoulders. And I'll just like hold on to him, just like relax my arm around his head, and just be like. This is going to be the start of a new friendship. Don't jump on back again. Next time, flop. Okay. Flop. Uh, what are the the two new ones doing here while this is happening? I've uh, I've since then grabbed us both a drink and sat down at another table. Okay. Um, facing the other group, though. Just kind of watching. Alright. So, we had kind of discussed that we weren't, uh, we weren't really, um, a couple so much yet. I was just kind of walking through town, and, uh, I, I saw her helping somebody, and that piqued my interest. Okay. Yeah, so this is more or less, uh, like a first date for us. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so I... Uh, hand her her drink and sit down and uh, um, ask her what exactly she was doing back there when uh, I first saw her. I seen a girl getting mugged and I naturally went in to help her because it doesn't, my life doesn't matter as much as somebody else's does. Um, yeah, so were you um, like always as selfless or um is it more damage than anything? I've just always 
found myself in these situations and I'd rather look at the greater good of things and save save people rather than save myself. Um, is there anything tying you down to this town or would uh, you consider leaving? Um, because I'm not going to be here forever. Like I said before, I was just kind of passing through. I know there's nothing really tying me down. I, I kind of just go wherever I'm needed. Do you want to come with me? I'm down for an adventure. Thanks for the drink, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what do you think about that big-ass rat over at the table? <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, anything like that? No, that was quite the way to enter a bar. Yeah, Surprise. That, uh, that lady with him, she seems to like him a lot. Maybe uh, maybe we should actually go formally introduce ourselves. I think I owe him an apology. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, so we walk up and uh, I put my arm on Yama's other shoulder and uh, introduce myself and uh, apologize to Salem. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean to insult him in any way. What is your character's name, just out of curiosity? Uh, Ulrak Dawnbringer. Right. I'm gonna look at Ulrak and I'm gonna be like, "No offense taken. You should see the way I get treated sometimes. It wasn't like this when I was a Tabaxi. He used to be a Tabaxi. Yes, yes. Just like my wife. Isn't magic illegal? <laughs> We're, we're, we're pretty curious creatures, and let's just say I drank the wrong potion. Yeah. Uh, but we just keep that between us, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> hey. Hey. Big man. Can we go get that free drink that other big man was going to buy? Oh, I'm not buying. It's on the house. Okay. Okay. It's on the house. That means we can get the whole keg, right? I don't see why not. Besides, why are you looking on the roof? <laughs> it's on the house. Oh, <laughs> what's your intelligence? Just accurate. My intelligence is regular, but I'm also like a more battle intelligent. Oh, got you. Okay, yeah. So you, so um, Salem, as you say, it's on the house. Yama immediately walks outside and. Creaks, creaks his, his neck, neck back, back to look onto the roof, and he's just kind of standing there. I'm gonna actually look up to see if there's a big keg on this roof holding booze, feeding it inside. There, there is, is not. not. <laughs> Can you see the whole roof clearly? I don't know. Throw me on it. Uh, throw him. Make a strength check. Two plus five. <laughs> I am very light. I am very light. You are, however, he rolled a two. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I aid him in this at all? Did you, Did you walk, walk outside, outside with, with them? them? Well, naturally. Okay, okay. Then, then you have advantage, advantage on this, Keenan. Oh, okay, ten. So, you both kind of like... You set the... Yeah, you set... The cobalt, the cobalt down, down and, and you, you both, both kind of lock your, your hands together, together and, and the, the cobalt, cobalt takes a step and you both just and you watch as this cobalt soars into the air 
And make a dexterity saving throw for me. 10 plus... And 13. 13. 13. So it's not as graceful as you would have hoped, but you do manage to land on the roof. Um, it's no superhero three-point landing. It's more of a quick little somersault to catch yourself and like, okay, I have all my pieces. I'm pretty sure I'm okay. Cool. <laughs> now I'm going to look for a hole in the roof or anything that kind of leads down into the, the liquor storage room. Make a perception check. Eight plus three is eleven. Uh, you do not see any form of entry from the roof or a keg that would be feeding alcohol down into the tavern. Guys, it's empty up here. It must be under the house, not on the house. Do um, one of the women want to ch- uh, chime in here? I, just I, I proceed to take out my combo and walk inside. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, okay, so you so guys, guys watch, or the women, the women here, watch, watch as the as Yama, Yama walks back into the establishment, establishment with his, his giant ass club drawn. Can I jump down onto Ulrak? Yeah. You can make an acrobatics check. Are you going to try to catch him, Ulrak? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say make it with advantage because he's going to try to catch you. So does that mean I get a reroll? If you can, you can re-roll, re-roll your, your dice, dice and take, take the higher, higher number if it's higher. Okay. So eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you barely, barely make it. it. You, you nearly, nearly miss. Urak has to kind of like, oh, 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 oh. But he does catch you. I'm still new as a kabold. And you both walk back inside. Um, can I, uh, can I offer to make a distraction, um, so he can get past the bartender and find this, uh, store of food? You can can certainly certainly try. Yeah. How do you want to distract him? Because, first of all, Yama does does have his great club drawn and at the ready. ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to challenge Yama to a competition of strength in the middle of the bar, where everybody can see. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Upon hearing this, I turn around, <laughs> honor, <laughs> and I put the combo back, and I get. Re- and I ask him what's, what, what, what do, what do, what do, what is challenge. Um. What kind of uh, decor is in this pub? Like, are there like are like the tables bolted to the ground? They are not. They're not bolted to the ground. Um, is there anything that's like aggressively anchored? The, the only, only thing, thing that you would assume, assume would be anchored, anchored are, are the booths on, on the outside walls of the the, uh, the, tavern. the tavern. Other, Other than, than that, that like, like the, the regular, regular dining, dining tables that you see littered throughout. throughout they don't, they don't seem, seem to be bolted down. down. The, the only things, things you can see are probably the booths and the and tables that are in the booths. Okay, I uh, I challenge him uh, that I can lift a table with more people on it than he can. Acceptable. Start. So the first, we're gonna we're gonna make it simple. You're gonna have to lift a table. With about three gnomes on it. Okay. 
So, so you guys, guys can, can make a strength check because, because there, there are, are actually enough gnomes in the tavern, tavern to have two tables. tables. So, so you, you both, both can do this, do this one, one at the same, same time. time. Okay. So it's a, a D20 plus your strength modifier, right? Yes. Okay. And then, and then Joey, Joey make, make a stealth, stealth check. check. I'm going to say with advantage it. because everybody is kind of now paying attention to this. 12 and stealth. 12 plus so I got 3 is 15. 7 or 17 total for me. 17 for you and then Dom, what'd you get? I also got 17. I got a 13 plus my 4. Okay, so you guys both managed to pick your tables up and hoist them above your heads. No problem. Uh, the gnomes get a little bit nervous as their heads now get uh, about two inches from the ceiling. But uh, you set them back down and they're immediately like, I never want to be that high in my life ever again. And I don't mean high as in my drug use. Uh, the next one, you're going to have to deal with a pair of dwarves. There's okay. only enough dwarves in here to uh, to fit on one table. So who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. first. Nope. Okay, you go ahead. All right. Yeah, and I, and I, I boast the whole time. Announcing that the whole bar needs to pay attention to me while I do this. All right. Oh, that's rough. That's uh, 11 and 4, so 15. 15. Uh, this one's a little bit, you know, these dwarves are a little bit hardier than uh, than you thought they were going to be. So you pick them up and you manage to get them up there and then you set them back down. Uh, the dwarves are like, whew. Oh boy, I thought we were going to fall off there for a second. thought maybe we were a little bit too heavy. But you did it, big fella. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. My turn? Yep, yep. Fifteen. Same, Same deal. deal. You, you managed, managed to... to... <laughs> and, and the dwarves again, they're like, whoo! That was a close one. one. Nearly lost, lost me lunch. lunch. Workout, little bit. Good for arms. <laughs> While this is happening, Salem, you managed to get behind the bar, and it's a turnstile, uh, old western kind of bar door, so you just kind of scoot right underneath there. Yeah, and, and you rolled a 17. Uh, What'd you roll for stealth again? I think it was a 15. Okay. So you managed to duck behind some counters, and eventually you do find what looks to be the liquor storage cell. Okay. Um, is there any way I can haul this out? I mean, the cellar door is closed. Can I try tinkering with the lock to open it? You haven't even tried to see if it's locked yet. Okay, I will look to see if it's locked. It's locked. <laughs> so, so that's what I figured. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try picking the lock. All right, do you have thieves tools? I know you have tinkers tools, but do you have thieves tools? I think I was supposed to take them and I didn't. Then you do not have the capability to pick the lock. And I can't tinker with it with my tinker tools? They do not work the same. Um, how loud are the Goliaths being? They're being... With Urax boasting, it's pretty loud. Like, he is bellowing out like, yeah! So, I'm just gonna throw a rock at Urak, and he's to get his attention. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, I'm going to say he's big enough in a room full of smaller people that it's it's easy enough to just kind of peg him in the back with a rock. So, Urak, you feel a rock just click. Now, keep in mind, being stealth and making any form of attack, sh- attack action, which is what throwing a rock would be, ends your stealth. So anybody can practically look around and see you. Am I able to They're catch all... the rock? You know, you'd be Are you able away. to catch the rock? So that it's not an attack. Oh no, he's not, not trying to attack you. I'm just saying that any form of action that he takes breaks oh, okay. his stealth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got a better idea. I'm gonna wait until the next time he does a big boast, and I'm gonna use my pistol to shoot the lock. Okay. Him yelling at the top of his lungs and a gunshot in a confined space are two very different things. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying that this might not work the way that you want it to, but um, we're going to go with it. Wait, wait, what, what other equipment do I have here? Can I waste my rope by piling it on the lock... Yeah, and then pointing my gun straight to it so it muffles the sound. Oh, so you go, you want to muzzle it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's muzzled, not very well, no. but it is muzzled. You wait for the moment where Urak is boasting, and then you wait a second. The kitchen staff start to stir from their positions. I need you to make a stealth check. Did uh did I hear the gunshot go off? Make a perception check. Everybody can make one. Twenty. I got a twenty. Natural? Like Seventeen plus three. Okay, so it's a dirty twenty. Yeah, I got uh eighteen. I got a seventeen plus one. Uh so Urak, you definitely hear the gunshot. Okay. Um can I uh so you so you said the the kitchen staff starts to stir, right? Yes. Um, uh, I, want I just want to know. I want to know what the what the girls got here. Just a uh, sorry. Okay. Fourteen. Yeah. No. Good. Fourteen. You hear the gunshot. I got seventeen. You also hear the gunshot. Blissfully unaware of this gunshot is Yama. <laughs> so what do you what do you want to do there, Urek? Um. Can I? Uh, look at Jin, because uh, like I know, I know that she's a changeling. Yeah. Um, and we can see the the kitchen staff, right? Um, uh, hold on. Would you have can because changelings can make themselves look like any other race? So yeah. would would you have told him that you were a changeling, or are you mistrusting of people and don't want him to know that? Oh, fair enough. Um. I guess I, I probably wouldn't have told him right away. So okay. what kind of race does he think you are right now? Uh, human. Okay. Just a human? Uh, okay. Um, uh, I ask you to uh, immediately barge into the, into the kitchen, announcing that the, the, the chicken that they had cooked you is severely undercooked, and you want to see their manager. You are asking her to go full-on Karen on this. Yeah, full Karen. Um, why? (laughs) Uh, well, because our new friend is about to get caught with a gun drawn and trying to steal alcohol. Okay, I go for it. I go in and 
yell at the kitchen staff about my chicken. Immediately, the kitchen staff turned to look at you, and you rolled a natural 20 there. So you see a stack of crates with dried uh, with dried foods and stuff in the in the back corner there by the cellar door. And you notice a little spot behind it, and you think, I could fit behind that. And you duck back behind there, out of sight. And you hear full Karen coming into the into the kitchen, screaming about her chicken, and then the kitchen staff going, did we even make chicken for her? I thought she just got booze. Did we even... What's going on? But, um... You can see there, uh, Jin, a hole in the floor where the trap door is and a very busted lock and what looks to be rope that you're not sure is even usable anymore, but you do not see your friend. So the kitchen staff's all distracted and facing the doorway? Yes, they're all looking at your paladin friend. Okay, I'm getting the fuck in that cellar. Okay, because you rolled so high on your previous stealth check, I will not make you make another one. So, you manage to jump back out, open the door, get inside, shut the door. You are now in the cellar. It is pitch dark. Do you have dark vision? Yes, I do. Okay. You can see where there are just rows and rows and rows and rows of kegs. Now, do I see any way kind of out through like a window or anything? There are no windows. Is there any weak floorboards? It is a dirt floor. No, I mean above me. Oh, above you. Um, the tavern seems to be very, very well made and very well kept in regards to the flooring. I assume I don't have a whole lot of time down here. You would assume not. Let's see... I will also say that had you guys just asked for your on-the-house drink, you probably would have got it. But we're here now! <laughs> this is way more fun. Exactly. This is way more fun. I'm enjoying it. What's uh, is the cellar directly under, um, like, the rest of the, the restaurant? So, like, am um, I being super loud right above him? You are not... Actually, you are not being super loud right above him. Um, Joey, you would assume that... It's going back away from the tavern, okay. so it's not it's not underneath it. Like, as you would assume that maybe the cellar ends where the kitchen would end, like where the entrance to the kitchen is. Uh-huh. The cellar is basically the size of the kitchen itself. Okay, so it's all in the kitchen. Yeah, so you can just kind of vaguely hear the boasting from upstairs, but because it's all dirt under here, it's very very muffled. Okay. Can I first dump my water skin out and fill it with booze? Yes. Easily done. (laughs) So now I have a water skin full of alcohol. Yes. Um, You have a water skin of... You can take your pick. You can get some wine. You can get ale. You can get some of the harder whiskey. The the hardest stuff I can find. Can I Okay, so you actually get... You get what would be the equivalent of... Oh, God, what's a really hard whiskey? How about this? I'm going to roll a D100 for proof. I think 151 Malibu is fucking retarded. I was going to say you can get, like, some pretty strong Crown Royal-type alcohol out of here. Oh, no, not absent. (laughs) They aren't that cool. (laughs) 
You want absinthe, you, you go, go to Ravnica. Alright, so here's the deal. I don't know what I'm going to grab. I don't know the percentage. I'm going to roll a D100, okay. and that's going to okay. be the proof. Alright. Just saying real quick. If you can get absinthe and Ravnica, I want to rename it to Ravnica. So, do we agree that there's no such thing as 0%? So it would be 100%? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's 100%. It's 100% booze. Yeah. It is the oh, strongest man. shit. This in is the as strong movie. as it gets. <laughs> This is literally as strong as it gets. So you think this stuff is going to knock you on your ass. It's probably illegal. I, I, I'm not even going to drink it. I'm going to try sneaking back out now. Now that I know I have, like, the strongest stuff just by, like, smelling it, I'm, I'm yep. getting out. And judging on the fact that you have proficiency with alchem alchemy tools, you would definitely know that this stuff is... <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, make another stealth check. To get out of here. Uh, With advantage because of the boasting and the distraction in the kitchen. 11 and stealth is 3, so 14. 14, okay. With the distraction, you are able to open the door, take a quick, like, barely creak open the door. And because you're so small, the door doesn't go very high. You look around. You pick your moment, and you dart back behind the boxes, and you notice that the uh, the countertop, like the um, the counter, actually is spaced. You think you might be able to fit and just make it all the way back across the kitchen through that space. Okay, let's let's do that. Make a dexterity check. Oof, that's not gonna work. Two and a three, so that's a five. <laughs> five. You make it a quarter of the way there, and then you need to catch your breath for a second, and you exhale because you're holding your breath to make yourself as, as small as possible, and you're shimmying, and then you're just like, I can't hold it anymore, <sighs> and you're stuck. I. You can make another dex check to continue on. Yeah, I think that's going to be my best option. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to burst out of here as fast as possible and get the booze to the Goliath so they know I got the good shit. Right. Um, let's do the dex I'm check. I'm going to say, instead of a strength, instead of a dex check, I'm going to say it's a strength check this time because you got in there, but now you've got to pull yourself. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be a one. You're really stuck. A one. So, you dig your fingers into the counter, and you pull, and then you pull again. You pull some more, and you're not moving. Is it, uh, is it Jin or June? Jin. Jin. Okay. You hear, with your perception check from earlier, you hear some scratching behind one of the counters, and... As you're arguing with the kitchen staff, you take a second to look behind there and you see your kobold friend struggling very hard <laughs> to get out of there. Okay, I demand that they make me a new chicken so uh, they're distracted okay. and uh, go to try to help him. All right, so are you trying to do this stealthily? 
Yes. Make a sleight of hand check. Uh, 18. 18. Okay, so as you're shouting at them, they're like, all right, all right, all right. Yes, of course, We're our apologies. Like, they've been apologizing profusely out their ass for the better part of 10 minutes now, just trying to get you to leave. And as you're yelling at them, you kind of nudge the countertop in such a way that it actually shifts a little bit without them noticing. And, uh, Joey, you, Salem, you are, you find that the pressure on your body releases somewhat, and it is much easier for you to move and claw and make your way out, and you scurry out of the doors. And as you do, the kitchen staff are like, was that a rat? So I'm beelining it straight for Yama. Okay. At this point, um... I'm going to get both of you to make one final um, strength check as the owner of the establishment, the the giant-ass burly human man, is the final one that you guys have to lift. Oh, fuck yes. Nat 20. I got a 16. The 16 will not lift him. Dang. But the natural 20 will well, definitely, definitely lift him. Yeah. So the, the, the crowd immediately erupts and, and roars, roars throughout, throughout the establishment, establishment as, uh, as, as Urak, Urak hoists the owner of the establishment, establishment who is a massive individual. Like, I, when I say massive, I think of your typical wow human like, you know how big they look when they're wearing their full set of armor? Yeah. Mm. He's that big without the armor. <laughs> so, he is a giant of a man, and you just, whoop, up you go, and, uh, yeah, the crowd erupts and roars, and yeah, and applauses are had, drinks are clanging together, and, um, yeah, you set him down, and he's like, well, that was a finest. That was. It's been a long time since I've been hoisted up like that. I would rather it not be, you know, on a table. But all the same, very well done, lad. I Thanks, think man. you earned that I... drink on the house. <laughs> I appreciate it. Arma, get me the good stuff. All the good stuff. What's that? Oh, if I tell you that, I'd have to kill you. Oh, bring me two, then. I'm sure my uh, my competitive friend here wouldn't mind a small taste. What's your character's name? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Ulrak. Ulrak. Okay, so I turn to Ulrak, and I extend my hand. You show great honor. Thank you. With a smile on my face. I uh, pat him on the back, and I say thanks for the competition. Um, a short while later... You guys, you guys meet, meet back, back up, up at your, your table. table. You, you see, see uh, Jin walks out Jin with a fresh plate of steaming hot chicken, cooked to perfection. And you kind of wait a minute for the commotion to kind of die down and before you come back and sit at the table. And it seems like nobody's noticed because just for safety's sake here, I'm going to assume that you took the lock and rope 
with you. And uh, four, uh, five mugs are brought to the table. And you immediately get a whiff of it, and you're like, I know this smell. I have this smell in my wine, in my water skin. Who's taking a drink of it? Because all you guys smell this, and it is potent. I uh, I lift my uh, my mug, and uh, I forgot his name again. Uh, Keenan's character, Yama. Yama. I uh, I look him right in the eyes as I lift it high, and wait for him to return the favor. Oh, absolutely. I grab my mug with my three fingers and hold it up to cheers you. <laughs> yeah. And down the hatch, smash the whole thing. All right. Anybody who's taking a drink of this, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. I sure will as well to show my balls to the big man. All right. Make a constitution save. You said 19? No, sorry. 21. 21. Yeah. A constitution is plus two, so I got a 17. 17. And I was a 12. Are the ladies taking a drink, or no? No? (laughs) This stuff is too strong? Yeah. I'm I'm not. It smells like death. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you guys watch as Salem, you begin to drink this, and you continue to drink. However, it looks more like and you are passing out mid drink as you are drinking this stuff so you just watch him just fall out of his seat and just hit the floor out he is done make a dexterity check with disadvantage because you are at the third level of drunk oh he's trying to catch uh, Salem before he hits the ground. Sorry? 12 to yeah. catch him? Yeah. You barely catch him. You're just, yeah. like, your vision has completely gone, and you're just kind of, you just see shapes at this point, and you're just kind of like, I think that's Salem? Eh. And you do catch him, but it's like but by, it's like the, by collar the collar of his, of his armor, so he's just kind of so like... <laughs> Um, um, I'm just gonna set him on my shoulder. <laughs> um, and Urak, you as well are at the third level of drunk. You guys are both seeing everything is kind of fuzzy, and you have like one drink, and you guys are practically done. Uh, I look over and see that uh, Jin hasn't touched hers, and I like stammer through. Like, is he not his tasty drink? And when she shakes her head, no, I grab it and pound it as well. I'm not even going to make you roll a constitution constitution save because you're out. You can pass out. Yeah. (laughs) You you make it halfway halfway down down the tankard tankard before you're you're up chucking, and then then your face just... I'm going to look at the kobold on my shoulder and Urag on the ground and go, Well then, at least I'm still standing. And I think that is as good of a place as any to leave it for tonight. Now, as the epilogue to this session zero comes to a close, we pan back out to our group of new friends. 
as they pick themselves up one slow slowly but surely they help each other to their respective chambers for the evening and the camera pans away and it keeps panning away you see the continent then the cloud cover and then the clouds part once more and it's a new location it is dark almost as dark as it was in the town where you guys were but it's different you see a castle for at least the audience listening the audience you can see a castle looming over a village lightning and thunder crackle in the distance and in the highest tower of this castle a figure stands over a basin of water no no one else in the room a circular stone chamber with a singular stone basin on a pedestal in the center of the room the figure very finely dressed in crimsons blacks and grays with a long cape drape draping behind him his long jet black hair and as he leans over the basin seemingly watching as this entire event transpires the figure cracks a smile and says they shall do just nicely i think igor fetch me my new playthings i am bored and in need of entertainment the door opens and a hunched figure enters the room yes master i shall send the vistani to collect them anon and the door closes leaving the figure standing over the basin things are about to get interesting in my land of barovia and that is where we shall end this session 0